Today's episode of the Big Bear Podcast is brought to you by dogs.ie. It's the Big Buck with the latest of the canines. The Big Buck, all the doggiest of headlines. With your hosts, Dara, Millie, Roxy, and Bruno. They're the kind of dogs that you know. It's time to talk about health, nutrition, training. Talk with canine professionals, owners, and dogs. It's the Big Buck, the Big Buck, all the canine stories for you. Hello and a big welcome back to the Big Back Podcast, the show that brings all the canine stories to you. I'm your host, Daryl Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my three amazing canine co-hosts. That's Bruno, my lovely, wonderful, kind, noble, black lab cross for a bloodhound. My I suppose a bit older and cantankerous now at this stage, but my lovable rogue, that is Millie, our golden lab, and the wild and crazy and absolutely nutshell puppy who loves us all so much, that is Roxy, our little one-year-old golden lab, and it is Roxy's birthday next week, so we'll be chatting a bit about that a bit later on, and what we're going to be doing for Roxy's birthday, uh, bit. Good bit to come on the show today. It's our first one back for 2024, so I hope you all had a lovely Christmas. And I hope you looked after your doggies over Christmas. I hope they all got lots and lots of treats and toys. And like we know that ours did here anyway. I still have a full, like, actual box here of stuff that they got for Christmas that they haven't actually got through yet. So they're doing quite well. Um, what's coming up on today's show? We have Samantha Rawson chant was a bit later on, and Samantha's going to be chatting about off-leash activities and things to do with your dogs uh, while off-leash and outside, outdoor activity stuff, which is now that we're kind of coming in towards the, I suppose we're in February now, so we're coming into like the brighter evenings hopefully soon enough. Uh, we'll be chatting about that. We're going to be chatting a bit about the... Wait, well, we have a study that we are looking at there and that is it was a study that was done uh, about long-nosed dog breeds and how they live longer than short-nosed dog breeds which I suppose is kind of in a way kind of well known at this stage but <clears throat> let's see uh, I have that up in front of me I'll chat a bit about that in a while and what else have we got coming up? We'll be talking about obviously the latest like doggy stories that are happening around the world and happening all that. I mean, we chat a bit about a wonderful, wonderful doggy business here in Limerick. A couple of doggy business actually that we'll be chatting about, and we'll be giving a shout out to them a bit later on as well. So. How did you, uh, well, it's Christmas is gone, it's done, it's over. Thank sweet bloody God, it's done. Because it's all done, it's gone, it's gone for another year. Thank God, thank God. Let it be gone till November anyway. How did I go for Hope everyone had a good one. Um, so, okay, first of all, I suppose today, we've seen a lot of crap going on in the news about these... Breed bands in the UK for the XL Bully. 
and how in England and in Scotland this ban is coming into effect now. And there's a lot of talk about will Ireland follow suit? Um, look, we've seen a lot about it. We've had different trainers on talking about it. We've had vets talking about it uh, on the show here. And obviously, look, a blanket ban is not a solution because you start by banning one breed, it's going to go onto other breeds. And eventually, you have different breeds of the canine species going to become extinct as a result. So, I'm going to put a poll up here on our Spotify and I'm going to put a poll up later on on Instagram as well. I'm going to chat a bit more about that next week based on the poll. And I want to get people's opinions on it as well. Uh, so the poll will be, do you think that Ireland should follow suit in a ban on the XL Bully Breed? You know our take? Nope. That's a no. No, no. No, no. No banning entire breeds. I think it's stupid. And I don't know where they're getting the justification for this. It's um a lot of, I suppose, media crap that's out there. And, you know, the um, same media like your mainstream media channels. Which are, uh, God, just horrible to think that like this kind of stuff is actually happening. Uh, let's go back to our study, I suppose. And we'll chat a bit about that first. So, the dogs that live longest by nose. So, by the nose end. So, let's uh, give me an idea here. So, uh, okay, I'm going to take a few different life kind of lifespans here uh this study let me just see i'm gonna bring up the study name i should be really more prepared on, on this kind of shite but i'm actually i'm never i never am you know never am the study is called longevity of companion dog breeds doors at risk from an early death uh let me give you an abstract to this so the companion dog is one of the most uh phenotypically diverse species Variability between breeds extends not only to morphology and aspects of behaviour, but also to longevity. Uh, despite this fact, little research has been devoted to assessing variation in life expectancy between breeds, or evaluating the potential of... Why did they put these words so big? I can, I can do big words if I have a bind or two. Anyway, uh, okay, so little research has been devoted... To evaluating the potential for phylogenetic characterization of longevity. That's a big, big lot of words there. I'm going to put the link up online. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we present variation in longevity estimates uh, within the following. It's usually a data set of over 500,000 unique dogs, including 284,000 deceased. Uh, so it uses the following it uses parental uh, lineage so purebred crossbreed uh, so it goes by breed by body size by gender by uh, cephalic index uh, so like that's like the I suppose brachiophilic uh, mes- mesocephalic and dolichoph Syphilic. Jeez, these are big words. Uh, survival estimates for them partitioned among uh, phylogenetic clades provide evidence that canine evolutionary history is associated with breed lifespan. 
Uh, this information provides evidence to inform discussions regarding pedigree health while helping current prospective owners, breeders, policy makers, funding bodies and welfare organisations improve decision making regarding canine welfare. Now, I'm not going to go through the entire, I suppose the entire uh, study here because it's quite long. I'm going to have a read of it myself at some stage. Um, yeah, this is uh, quite long. I'm just going to see how many pages there she is. I'm going to put a link to this as well uh, up on our Instagram, on our LinkedIn bio. Uh, it's study itself works out at about just over 10 pages. So it's not, not terribly bad either. Uh, so, okay. Over 150 breeds were sampled. Large breeds and breeds with flattened faces has shorter average lifespans of smaller dogs and those with elongated snouts. Uh, female dogs also live slightly longer than male ones and the results for this were published in journal scientific reports just this Thursday gone. So by I'm going to give you a few kind of examples here of breeds. So... Let's start off, obviously, because I have a big interest in these doggies. Labrador Retriever, the average lifespan based on this study, it works out at 13.1 years. Uh, let's take a few other breeds. Irish Setter, on average, based on the study, lives by, to be 12.9 years. Now, let's have a look at those on... Uh, Let's see, other ones are German Shepherd, 11.3 years. Greyhound, 11.5 years. Pug, surprisingly, Pug is one that's up there, 11.6 years. Flacco Retriever, 11.7. Boston Terrier, 11.8. Cavalier King Charles, 11.8. I'm kind of surprised at a few of these ones now, uh, given that like they tend, some of these like Pugs do tend to be brachyophilic dogs. Uh, on general, like crossbreed, it doesn't specify what crossbreeds for 12 years. Bazenji, 12.1. Up at the top of the scale, let's see what you have. On average, 15.4 years uh, is the Lancashire Healer. I've never actually heard of that breed. So let me see what they look like. Healer and... It's a small little doggy. Um... Not sure if anyone's familiar with them. They kind of look a bit like some sort of a terrier there, kind of. Uh, let's see. What else have you up at the top of the list there? You have a Shiba Inu, which are beautiful, beautiful dogs, actually. <coughs> Shiba Inus are a beautiful dog. They are, on average, uh, Shiba Inu is 14.6. Tibetan Spaniel is 15.2. Uh, let's see, a Papillon, 14.5. Border Terrier is 14.2. And let's see, uh, Italian Greyhound, 14. Poodle, 14. Uh, a, the Lassa Apso is 14. So, a lot, like, let's see what's down then on the lower end of the scale then. Uh, let's have a look, say, because Bruno here, for example, is a cross between a lab and a bloodhound. Now, bloodhound is actually down on the lower, lower end of the scales, which is actually 9.3. Uh, Mastiff is 9. Caucasian Shepherd Dog. Quite interesting. 
is the lowest altogether. Um, they look like a beautiful breed. They look like a huge breed of that. Massive, massive dogs. Um, huge, huge dogs. Jeez, uh, that's not a dog. That's a horse. I'm looking at images here online. That's a horse. Uh, 5.4 though, that's actually very lowest, that's like the lowest uh, compared to even the next one, which is the uh, Presa Canario, and that looks like a big muscular dog now, and that is at 7.7, King Corso is 8.1, let's see something like a Boxer for example, uh, Boxer is 11.3 on average, Akita 11.4, Let's see, a Yorkshire Terrier, for example. Yorkshire Terrier is 13.3. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see what else we have down on the lower end. Because what I'm, what I'm interested here on is, like, a Bulldog, for example, is 9.8. That's on the lower end. Uh, French Bulldog, as well, is 9.8. Those are on the lower end of things. They're kind of, uh, for some reason, my... Headphones are just jumping in and out there. Not sure why. St. Bernard, surprisingly not, is at 9.3. So, look, I'm going to put the link to the study up. And these are the dogs that link longest by your nose. So, uh, small dogs with prominent long noses live longer than bigger flat-faced canines. My God, isn't that mad? Isn't that absolutely mad stuff altogether? So... Yeah, uh, that's quite interesting, for sure. And that's uh, I'm going to put the link up to that study on our Instagram. And on that note, I think, just for now, let's take a word from our first sponsors. We found our dog Roxy on Dogs.ie. And when the people from Dogs.ie learned about that, they asked me to share my experience. Using Dogs.ie is so straightforward. We were able to navigate the site and filter by our chosen breed, which for us was always going to be a Golden Labrador. We knew we wanted a girl and we were able to find a wonderful breeder in Tipperary who we still stay in contact with and share regular updates about Roxy. And they always look forward to these updates. We found a breeder so helpful and pleasant to deal with and we spent over three hours in Tipperary playing with Roxy and the other puppies and we knew... For me and Roxy's parents, and the breeder, and our family, that these dogs were so well looked after. Roxy was quite nervous on her journey home, but Jen and I made it super relaxing and she curled up in Jen's lap all the way home. She slept slowly that night in her bed that we had got for her, and I even took the next day off to get a head start on the training. Everything on Dogs Are is super safe. They offer so many tips for prospective new owners and they really have the dog's welfare at heart. We also checked out a helpful ebook which I highly recommend and you can find at dogs.ie forward slash book. Along with the contract template which dogs.ie provide, it's super helpful in knowing the legal stuff you need to be aware of and you can find that on dogs.ie forward slash contract. Dogs.ie have just launched a new puppy pack and more info can be found on dogs.ie forward slash gifts. And we thank, as always, our sponsors. We thank dogs.ie, we thank Mutt Mitts, and we have 
uh, Samantha Rawson, who has been our sponsor last year, and Treaty Vets as well, who are our sponsor for our health hub as well. Um, now, while that little ad was playing there, I was kind of looking online here, and I found something that is very interesting and is nuts altogether, lads. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, I haven't actually looked at this per se, so I'm going to have a quick look at it. Um, and that's... Okay, just to give you the gist of it, there is a robot, a pet robot, and I'm going to try and play the video for this in a small while later on. Uh, a, a, a robot which is called Augment Oro is a smart robot companion and guardian for your beloved dog. There is now a robot, lads, for your dog to play and be a companion for your dog. So, I'm going to have a little look at that in a small world. Um, did, like, I'm after only just seeing this because I was in East since this morning after the market. Uh, myself and Roxy went to the market and I bought um, the... Your Dog Magazine, which I haven't bought in a long, long time, just to kind of flick and through it to see what's going on in the world of doggies out there. Um, so I'll come back to that in a small while about Augman and this robot for your doggy. Uh, it's a bit nuts altogether. And I'll kind of give you an idea of what else is in the news uh, from Your Dog Magazine as well. Um, great source of information, actually. I don't buy it often, but it's quite good. So, yes, myself and Roxy, you know, we went to the market this morning, uh, the milk market in Limerick, and lovely spot. I love going in there on the Saturday mornings I'm actually off work. And so, first off, when we go to the market, we go down to a fantastic stand, and he has been a guest on our show before. And, sorry, chatting to me again this morning, uh, going to have him on again soon enough, uh, Tony from the Back and Baker. And back in Baker, he does wonderful, amazing, lovely little treats, homemade treats uh, for your doggies. There's liver hounds and there's Turkish delights. And there was um, there's doggy biscotti. He does like these little doggy muffins and everything. They're really, really cool. And shout out to Tony and the back in Baker. You'll find him on Instagram. And he pops up at different markets and he always has locations on Instagram where he's going to be. But he's in the market in Limerick every Saturday morning. So be sure to pop in and bring your doggy in with you when you're going in to see Tony. From there, we went to a lovely cafe. And you'll see it featured on our story and on our Instagram page and our post this morning. It is called, and I really hope I'm pronouncing this right, lads, Oahu. And... It is on Thomas Street in Limerick and Roxy really loves going in there because she's always greeted inside there and they, they really do pay so much attention to her. We have such great, like some wonderful cafes here in Limerick that like give great attention to dogs. Like we have Cloud Nine, we have uh, Habit to the name just too, like that I love to go to. But this, I would think now, oh, who has to... It has become my favourite cafe to take Roxy to. Because just this morning, and they do, like, obviously got my own coffee as well. I'd, Roxy didn't get coffee now, don't worry, don't worry. Roxy uh, stole my coffee one day, all right. 
and not not great for me. But they do these lovely little soft toys or soft toys for doggies, and they're in the shape of a coffee cup. And like they look like a coffee cup, they have the Oahu logo on it. And I actually you'll see on our story and on our Instagram there's a picture of it and there's a video of Roxy just going absolutely batshit crazy inside in the cafe with this morning. She loved it and she was so happy to be playing with that and actually so cute and it kept her quiet as well. That's something that's very, very hard to keep Roxy quiet. Doesn't happen too often. So yeah, uh thanks to the guys in Oahu for for that this morning and like the staff there love her they love seeing her they love all dogs that come in there in fairness and look i suppose nowadays i've seen a lot of this going on lately like with different i suppose big brands uh from overseas coming to limerick and i'm not going to actually mention them anymore because i don't want to be giving them any publicity um a certain Let's just put it this way. I saw an American donor shop that has come into Limerick, uh, into the main shopping centre in Limerick. And look, I've had their donuts. They're grand. They're fine. They're... Yeah. They're like, look, you, you get sick of them after a while. And I'm not mentioning their name because I don't want to be in, oh, fine to me and everything. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Look... I'm out of view that there are a lot better local businesses in Limerick and we shouldn't be going to our big Starbucks and our big Costas and all that kind of like place like that. Uh, our crispy donut places. <clears throat> That's giving a hint to knowledge. Um, we shouldn't be going to those kind of places. What we should be doing is supporting local. Like you have Nam Treats there who make lovely donuts there. Uh, is it three locations in Limerick that they have? They have Sehi. They have Castle Trine, they have the Crescent. And that's right down the just the Crescent one. I've been just uh, stone's throw away inside the same shopping centre from the American people that opened. Um, but look, I would highly recommend Nam uh, over Krispy Kreme. You're probably wondering why I'm talking about donuts on a doggy podcast. But like, lads, I love my donuts. And I like the freshness of Nam. I like the coffee in Oahu and in the likes of Habit in Cloud Nine. In the and these are your doggy friendly cafes too. Like they love like seeing dogs in these cafes. And they're local lads. So I suppose look the likes of these cafes like like Oahu who gave Rock, who like Roxy got that like lovely, lovely um Lovely tie farm. I believe it was, uh, I believe they're 15 euro in total, but well worth it, lads. And you're supporting a local business there as well. And, like, it made Roxy so, so happy. And our coffee, lads, is strong. It's very strong. And then, like I mentioned, Tony, the back in Baker, blowing the market as well. Like, wonderful, wonderful treats for our doggies. And I would highly, highly recommend that you buy local and shop in like just shop in local like pet stores shop in like local business because like, look, they all do they all do wonderful wonderful stuff for for humans and in oahu's case for doggies as well in their little lovely coffee uh cup 
coffee cup. I hope Roxy doesn't want coffee now. Uh, coffee cup, uh, squeaky tie. So thanks again, lads. Uh, Roxy really enjoys it. She hasn't torn it up just yet, but I'd say give her a day or so, and she will. On that note, now what we're gonna do is we are going to pop over to our clever canon section, and we are going to chat with Samantha Rosson about off-leash behaviour. Clever Canines on the Big Bark is brought to you by the Canine College, run by champion dog trainer Samantha Rawson, a regular contributor to RT Radio and Television. Samantha is a certified canine behaviour consultant and with 30 years experience in the field, she has the knowledge and understanding to help any dog. Our services include individual dog training from basic to competition standards, assessments and behaviour consultations. The Canine College is set on five acres with a secure paddock and an indoor classroom. See thecaninecollege.ie or find us on Facebook for more information. All right, and we're back now and we want to welcome back Samantha Rawson from the Canine College to chat to us today a bit about, it's a topic that I'm very interested in and that is, I suppose, outdoor recreation and off-leash recreation for your dogs. It's something, I suppose, off-leash recreation and just outdoor activities in general have become very popular with the likes of man trailing and other activities as well. So there is quite a lot to do with your dogs outdoors, even hiking, like if your dog is, is able for it. So, Samantha, welcome back to the show, first of all. Thanks, Sarah. Okay, so um, this is something that I suppose you have a good bit of experience with, the likes of man trailing, which has become a very popular thing, and scent trailing as well. So there, mm-hmm. there is a lot to do with your dogs, both outdoors and off-leash. I want to talk a bit about off-leash first, because there's... A lot of these, I suppose, one thing that's, I suppose, a lot of people are seeing their dogs going to now is these dog, uh, dog parks, outdoor dog parks. Mm-hmm. Now, my, I myself am not a big fan of them myself because, yeah. especially the one here in Limerick, where it's just one big run that's full of muck and mm. it's every type of breeding together. So yeah. let, let's start a bit talking about off-leash recreation and, like, obviously, like, I, I believe you're not a big fan of dog parks in no. our own control leader. No, 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 you're right. I'm not a fan of dog parks at all. Um, Dog parks, okay, great in theory that you have somewhere that you can let your dog off safely. However, how safe is it if you don't know the personality or behaviour of the other dogs? Um, You know, sometimes as well, they can be quite dirty and filthy and full of dog poo. Um, so I don't know about the hygiene element of it or the health element of it if if they're not clean. Um, most dog parks that I've been to only have one entry and exit gate. And anybody who works professionally with dogs would say that you need to have an entry gate and an exit gate. The dog shouldn't be arriving and leaving through the same um, entrance point. Um, can be a real flashpoint for, for aggression between dogs. Um, if they have to go through the, the same entry and exit point. Um, so, no, I'm not a fan of dog parks um, at all. I, th- I think, you know, they create more harm than good, to be honest with you. And they're not big enough. I mean, in Ireland, they're just not big enough. You know, they, they're, a, they're a compromise to the dog owning public um, and they're, they're far too small and they're quite dangerous. Um, so... For me, off-lead exercise, if you want to be able to let your dog off-lead or if you can't let your dog off-lead or you've no intention of letting your dog off-lead because you're you're too terrified that it won't come back, 
the first thing you need to do is to teach it a recall. So when I am teaching dogs recall here at the Canine College, all I do is get one person to hold the dog and get the other person to call it. And it's uh, trailing a big, long line of about 15 feet. So maybe that distance is only 15 feet. So the dog is only running 15 feet to the other person. So technically, it's never off lead, but at least it's getting a gallop and it's learning something at the same time. So when you're doing recall training, you never call a dog between two people in the one session. So one person holds the dog. They're not talking to it or engaging with the dog at all. They're literally just holding it. The other person walks a few feet away and calls the dog and praises it and gives it sausage or something delicious when it arrives back to them. Um, And as I say, it always has a line on it. So you don't even have to drop the line if you don't want to. So the, the dog is never technically off lead. If you don't have the facility to do that and you don't have somebody to help you and you're on your own and you are terrified of letting your dog off lead for whatever reason, again, you can have a long line um, uh, and you can give the dog some freedom by having a long line and going to a field somewhere or a big open space where it has the freedom to sniff and, and root around the trees and the bushes. And then every now and again, when it's looking at you, not when it's sniffing and and otherwise engaged. When it's looking in your general direction, you can call it and praise it and again, give it something delicious. So the rewards for outside training must be of really, really high value. They must be smelly and tasty um, and worth answering that call for. Um, if your dog gets a biscuit at home for sitting in the kitchen, that's fine. Once you go outside, there are millions of distractions for the dog. So it has to be something delicious, smelly and tasty, which is usually sausages or meat based or a little bit of cat food or a bit of cheese. Or, you know, sometimes I work with uh, quite a few vegetarians and they don't like the idea of touching meat. So you could have veggie sausages that, that maybe you fry in the pan and fry in a bit of oil and get a bit of smell going. Or, you know, you can use pate, you know, from a tube. So you don't want to touch the actual food itself. So you can squeeze food from a pate. I, I know one girl who uses um uh, black pudding a lot um, and feeds the dog black pudding, you know, squeezes the, the tube of black pudding and feeds the dog, even though she's a vegetarian and she doesn't want to touch the meat or, or have anything to do with it. Um, so there's lots of things you can do with your dog or even walking on a lead through a forest that you can do a little Hansel and Gretel trail and drop a few food treats behind you and then turn around and ask the dog to go and find them. Um, so it's really about engaging with your dog when you're out and about. And it doesn't have to be off lead to engage with it. That's why man trialing has become really um uh, popular because the dog is technically is never off the lead and and it involves the dog having a great time using its nose and the owner is also involved because they're following behind the dog um, and everybody feels safe because the dog isn't off lead and the dog is allowed to be a dog it's allowed to use its nose to find either a person or a ball or whatever it is it's usually a person in man trial um, but for tracking and trailing it could be a ball or a portion of food um, a great way to exercise a dog if you can't let it off the lead. That's fantastic. And, you know, I'm going, just going back there to uh, when you were talking about, um, like, the long lead training. And I got one of those for Roxy not so long ago there. And 
We've used it a few times now. She's getting very good at the recall. Uh, we have a big, big feel out the back. But the first time, Samantha, that I did this with her, Roxy Tower was a big game. Mm-hmm. And 15 feet lead now with Roxy running around in circles did not go so Ooh. well. Because Roxy, okay, yeah. Roxy ran circles around me. And then all okay, of a sudden, yeah. while she had run circles around me, she looks at me and full force tugs on the lead and I go flying on my ass. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. Okay, so you do raise an important point, Dara. You have to be very careful that you don't get yourself tangled in the lead or nobody else gets tangled in the long line. Um, because, as you say, you, you came a cropper and you went on your backside. Um, and no doubt Roxy did that deliberately. Oh, she, she, knew, <laughs> she knew exactly what she was doing, so she did. She's here, she's here next to me now, so, and she's in a bit yeah. of her hyper stage at the moment, so. Okay, so maybe start off with a short line and gradually give her more line, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a bit of a skill how to handle a long line. You know, there there is a skill to it. I mean, professional dog trainers like myself have been doing it for many years. It's fine, but but it is a skill. You do have to, to learn how to handle it. So maybe start off with maybe an eight-foot line and then gradually, as your skill develops and, and the dog realizes she's on the end of a line and she can't go any further, then maybe slowly increase the length of the line. Yeah, and it, it, it's funny because Bruno and Millie then, like, they're, they're fantastic dogs. They Like, every time that we myself or Dad take them down to you, well, they're actually always athlete. And mm, they'll, okay. they'll sail right by your side. Well, Millie will say about half a mile behind you, sniffing everything going. But, like, yeah. at the same time, it's it's good for them to be out sniffing because, yeah. like, that's what, that's what a walk is for, is to go out and explore. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, so with Roxy, have you ever let her off the lead and maybe kept um, Bruno or Millie on the lead? Kept one dog on the lead while Roxy is off the lead? No, I haven't actually, no. Okay, so that's a little tip for you. There's a little bit of bit of advice for you because um, her safety point then is is the dog that's on lead with you or your dad or Jen or whoever. So as long as the the pack or the group, the family group is bigger than the amount of dogs off lead. So say you let Roxy and Millie off lead together and you kept Bruno on the lead and then you guys were all walking or even left Roxy off the lead by herself and kept Millie and Bruno on the lead and you were walking, she would be much more likely to come back to you because your group is bigger than her because she's on her own. Okay, and what then are the dangers, I suppose, like of dogs being off lead, like in in public settings? Like say, like like UL, for example, like where we go, like we often meet other dogs, but you just, you never know at the same time what dog you're Mm. going to meet off lead. Okay, the the big issue at the moment, Dara, that that people are are having to face is dogs running up to their dogs and straight into their face, um, when their dog doesn't want to engage at all and minds its own business, um, and you have some you know mad young dog or or out of control dog running straight for your dog, um, that's really really worrying and upsetting for both dog and owner. So the important thing is to try and have your dog under control maybe focused on you or focused on a ball or focused on a bit of food. And if the oncoming dog doesn't get any crack out of it, it'll more than likely go away. So really it's about keeping your dogs engaged and focused with you and not encouraging them to go off and play with dogs in the park. Um, Because, you know, out of control dogs are a nuisance and can undo great work that has been done by an owner who might be have a fearful dog or, whose dog might be recovering from surgery or whatever reason. Um, and a dog bounding up to them can do untold damage. 
Um, so it's really about trying to keep your dog focused on you. So I would tend to always kind of bring my dog to the side, get them to sit and maybe get them to look at me with a ball or a bit of food. And hopefully they, while I wait till the owner gets their dog under control. Um, it's, it's really about not encouraging your dog to play with every other dog in the park. The dog should be playing with you or playing with your own dogs. Um, but that it stays within its own family group and doesn't go and talk to talk to strangers, so to speak. Fantastic. My my mammy obviously tell me don't don't run over and talk to strangers. So I suppose that's something to tell my own dogs as well. Absolutely. All right, Samantha, listen, we'll leave it there. And thanks ever so much for joining us again today. Thanks, Tara. Clever Canines on the Big Bark is brought to you by the Canine College, run by champion dog trainer Samantha Rawson, a regular contributor to RT Radio and Television. Samantha is a certified canine behaviour consultant and with 30 years experience in the field, she has the knowledge and understanding to help any dog. Our services include individual dog training from basic to competition standards, assessments and behaviour consultations. The Canine College is set on five acres with a secure paddock and an indoor classroom. See thecaninecollege.ie or find us on Facebook for more information. And a big thanks again to Samantha Rawson for joining us today, talking all about like off-leash activities and off-leash behaviour. And just like, look, there's so many things that you can do now, even if it's not off-leash, but there's so many activities out there that you can do with your dog. You have uh, man trailing, you have like scent training, you have all these different things that you can do. I'm hoping to be doing one of the um, maybe man trailing in the next few months with Glenad Dogs out in out in New Point Tipperary and we're actually going to hopefully have Tony and Tony from the back baker on in the next couple of weeks to because uh, he's big in the man trailer as well so we're going to have him on to chat a bit man, about man trailing as well he's a dog trainer as well you may remember he was in our, one of our very first episodes uh, from the milk market and we've kept in touch with Tony ever since then. Samantha will be back to us again at a later date. And we are going to have, we are going to be changing things up a bit this year about different segments. We're going to be having different uh, trainers on. Maybe a few like different nutritionists and stuff as well. We want to make it a bit more varied. Um, we're going to be having on as well. Uh, like maybe different vets and stuff as well. Like we're going to be definitely keep it a bit more varied this year. Because we want to like obviously shared love around and we're going to be hopefully doing a few live ones as well in the like in maybe in some of our favorite cafes we might even like chat with oahu or or cloud nine or someone about doing a live episode at some stage inside there never know look this year is going to be a big year for the big bear podcast so we are going to be doing uh different things and we are going to be looking at different ways to make this more interactive uh, this year and getting more like doggy owners involved because that is really what we actually want to do um so look what we're going to be looking at too is like i'm looking here in your dog magazine as i'm looking at this because i haven't fully read through it but like there's a thing here there's a section and it's called spring breaks uh, obviously this is all based for the uk but like i'm gonna maybe in the next week or so Start looking at a different place in Ireland they're good to go. So we'll have someone from Dogfinding Ireland on as well in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, 
Let's see. So what else is in this magazine here? Like, geez, that's all like lovely stuff. Uh, right. Uh, let's see. Oh yes, I was going to talk about this robot, wasn't I? Uh, so yeah. Let me see. Let me just bring that up here. So okay, I found a clip anyway. Um, now I hope that. Spotify or anyone don't actually remove this. This is copyright of Tech Guide. So techguide.com.au they did a big uh I suppose review on this and I'm gonna just play this in here. See can I play in a clip of this uh into this here and here we are. Let's try play this here. Apologies for that. Uh, I'm going to try again. Meet Oro, the dog companion. So I know dogs, a lot of dogs get separation anxiety, so you, your dogs are home alone. Here is a companion that can help keep your dog entertained and, and also exercise it as well. So you've got here the a ball thrower, so you can actually play fetch when you're not even home. You can even call in and video call your pet as well. So you're keeping an eye on your pet, giving them some exercise. There is even a way to dispense their food and medication with this device as well. So I know we're very close to our pets. I know I am. Uh, any dog owner will, will feel the same way. And when you're separated from your pet, you want to check in to see how they're going. The dog also could be a little bit anxious. And this is a sort of product that can help keep them company. It's, it's autonomous. So if it detects that the dog's restless, it'll actually engage with the dog and play with them. Or you can set a schedule. So it'll play with your dog, keep your dog entertained, allows you to communicate with your dog as well. Alright, so, okay, that's a bit mad, isn't it, lads? Jeez, that's nuts, like, um, I'm just going to try, there's another video here, and it's actually from the crowder behind us here, Organ Robotics. Alright, I don't think that's actually gonna like uh, give me voiceover or anything. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna try and share that if I can on the um on the link or on the Instagram feed. Like this is like lads, this is this incredible stuff. Like it's uh it, 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 it's it's kind of nuts, right? That like you can see like it, it it's just nuts that like you have these kind of devices now you have these autonomous robots that will play with your dog for you i know for a fact if i came home from work or somewhere after leaving like roxy like alone with this robot i i think the house will be burnt down because either a she'd kill the robot and set her on fire or b like she'd antagonize the robot so much that the autonomous mode in the robot would go, like, on Terminator and, like, kick the crap out of her and, 
I don't know, like, kick the crap off her and, like, burn my house down as revenge for unleashing this hell beast on the robot. It's a bit mad, really, lads. Um, on that note, let's take a little uh, word from our second sponsor, which is Muttmits Ireland. And always remember to pick up after your doggy when you're out and about. Are you tired of using low-quality bags to pick up after your dog? Do you get dog poop all over your hand when cleaning up their mess? What you need is a Mutt Mitt, a strong two-ply bag that makes it super-duper easy and hygienic to pick up your dog's waste. Check it out on MuttMittsIsland.ie. Mutt Mitts, better than a bag. Proud sponsor of the Big Bark Podcast. So, I'm just looking here, and um, there's actually these, believe it or not, there's robot dogs. There's actually people who built robot dogs, and there's, like, a video here. It's a robot dog that goes absolutely berserk and out of control. It looks like, I don't know, like, Canada or somewhere. The dog's head, like, the robot dog's head flies off and everything. Like, I, let's have we, has the world just gone completely mad? Like, there's another robot dog here. It's a tiny. It would remind you of a freaking little Jack Russell or, like, a little, uh, like, I don't know, a little, what would you call it? It wants co- it's barking because it wants coffee. Uh, so some of these videos I have to share for you. They're just, like, absolutely nuts. Totally nuts. So what's to come on the show coming forward? Like I said, we're going to have different trainers. We're going to have different, um, I suppose, different, like... Experts on, and we're going to be like, we're going to be making the show a bit more varied. What we really want is we want more doggy owners on. We want doggy owners to tell us about their dogs, tell us about their stories, uh, tell us about the bond. That's what this show is all about. So we want people to tell us about the bond that, uh, that they have with their dog. Like, we want people to give their tips as well. So if you have any tips that you want to share, like that's what this season is going to be all about. Like just be sure to share your tips with other dog owners. We're looking as well at setting up. Like look, I know for me, in my 30s, I'm just going to say 30s. I'm not going to say what stage of my 30s I'm at because I don't want to. I don't, I don't um, it's very hard to actually meet like... It's it's hard to make friends when you're in your thirties, okay? And like this is something that like I've been like tying with for a while now. And what I don't want to kind of do is I like, kind of look. It's not just me. There's a lot of people in their thirties that they do find it very hard to um. I suppose how do you call it? Like very hard to make friends. And like, look, you you might think like I'm a chatty old fella, like I'm a chatty man, like and. I must have loads of friends. But, like, look, I have a very small circle of friends. And myself and Jen, we're both the same that way. It's a very, very small circle of friends that we have. But, like, we're trying to, like, I suppose, branch out and see what we can do to... Sorry, I just got distracted. I'm still watching this robot. And it's after, like, full... This doggy robot is after full force, like, headbutting someone in the arse. Like, lads, I have to show you some of these videos. Um... Anyway, back to this. So, I I know I had a tendency to wander off. Like, what I would love is to see, like, kind of, set up, I don't know, some sort of a group for doggy owners to meet and make friends with do- other doggy owners. 
Um, like, I know you have, like, apps out there, like Mehop. You have, like, uh, I believe, like, I know Bumble is another one for making friends as well. You have apps out there to make friends as well. But, like, it's just those apps are, like, annoying as hell. Um, I tried that Bumble thing to try and meet new friends. And it's, it's shite. It's awful. Like, I can't use it. And, look, I don't know, like, for me, I, I, I get along great with dog people. I always have. So, I'm kind of like, I don't know, like, maybe dog walking groups or something like that. So, like, I know uh, Robbie Corrigan here in Limerick has a great dog walking group. Unfortunately, it's every Saturday, so I, I can't really when I walk Saturdays. Um, I'd love to get involved in things like that and, like, just try and... Like, if anyone has any ideas out there, or if anyone would like to collaborate on something like this, I'd, I'd love to hear from me, because, like, it would be great, like, even, like, people bringing their dogs to meet up at a coffee shop or something, like, and just, like, chatting away about their dogs, even, because most dog owners want to talk about their dog. It's it's simple as that, like, and, sure, that's that's grand, like, I'm, that's, that's a good thing. Uh, okay, if anyone has any ideas... Because I, it, it can't just be me. There has to be, like, lots of people who, I suppose, when you're in the 30s, a lot of your friends are already married. And, like, that's on the way for myself and Jen. That's a uh, 2025 thing. Uh, the wedding is 2025. It's what it's planned for. We're still trying to get into the early planning stages of that. Um, but that's, that's what our plan is. That, like, the wedding will be next year. And... Like, look, like, I know from my own experience, a lot of my own friends that I had, like, years ago, they've all, like, got married. They all have kids and everything. And I'm not much of a child person, you see. So, like, that's I suppose that's understating a bit. But I'm not really, like, much of a person who's mad about children or anything. It's like, look, I have no, no problem with people who have kids. None whatsoever. I'm more doggy person, and myself and Jen were both more more doggy people. We love doggies, and like, sure, that's like, that's just the way it is. Like, and look, I I I'd love to like, I don't know, figure out something. If anyone wants has any ideas, like me, groups of people meeting up with their dogs for to go on a walk, to go on a hike, um. Like I said, Robbie Corrigan does a great group in Limerick on a Saturday. Maybe there's other groups out there too. I don't know. But if anyone has any ideas, let's just pass them on on Instagram, on Facebook or whatever. And sure, we'll see what can what we can start. Like I like I know I saw it on a page on Instagram there. Like you have the. There's a group there, like, for... Oh, uh, what's it called? I don't... I can't find it off the top of my head here. Um, Let me just see if I can find it here. So, let me just... Let me just see. I don't know what's going on with my headphones there. It's, it's a bit, uh, bit mad. Uh, let's see, let's see. If I can find it here, I don't... I don't actually know... Um. Someone shared it, but I can't find It's a group, basically, for... There's a group that, like, goes hiking and everything. Uh, for... And it, it's all girls to do. They all go off on adventures and stuff. And, like, it, it sounds like a, 
a brilliant idea. I'll see if I can find it. But like things like that for dog owners would be fantastic. Not even going off on like big holidays together. But like the whole like hiking thing, stuff like that. Um hold on. The out out club it's called, that one is. Um Let me just see. Uh I don't actually there's another one as well. Yeah, to have now. Um but the Yo Club is like that's one specifically for women. It's uh <coughs> going off on all different like hiking adventures and stuff like that, uh across the world. So like it's you get big groups of people going together and like that's a great way for people to make new friends. Um oh yeah, I I'm first off I'm 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 not I'm not a woman, so I can't try that. But uh look, like groups like that are a great thing and I'd, what I'd love is like to set up one for like people with doggies, like uh, see if we can get something like that going. So yeah, look, if anyone has ideas, hit me up because I I I'd love to hear some ideas. Um, it's for couples, for single people, for old people, for young people. It doesn't matter what age or what your background or any of that is. If you love dogs, that's what we're trying to do. is connect doggy people up together. And hopefully we can do that through this podcast as well. So that is, um, look, I've waffled on for long enough today. So I'm going to call it a day at that. Uh, I'm going to go for more coffee because I could do more fucking coffee. Might go back into Oahu. We'll see. Or I might just go somewhere closer. Who knows? Not me anywhere closer. Balneke. Um, But anyway. Uh, thanks to Samantha Awesome for joining today and we will have more guests back next week no idea who we're going to leave Roxy's uh, birthday talk until next week because Roxy's birthday falls the following week so we're going to chat more about that next week we did get her collar delivered to us today uh, from personalizeddog.com so that did come in the space of four days we wanted to use an Irish crowd look I know I say shop local we did want to use an Irish business uh, but unfortunately the turnaround time was going to be too long and we wanted to have the lovely leather collar that we got for Bruno and Millie before we wanted to have it for Roxy for her birthday so anyway uh, that's all I, there is for today thanks to Samantha thanks to our two sponsors dogs.ie and muckmitsireland.ie uh, we'll be giving away some muckmits on the show soon enough so if you want your muckmits Maybe a 200 pack we might give away. We'll see. We'll see what we'll do. Uh, if you do want more mitts uh, for like to be given away to you, I'm going to chat to the boss man uh, behind more mitts for that. And sure, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We might give something else away as well. We're going to keep trying to get the competitions going too. We're going to really try and do that. That's, that's it. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook, The Big Bad Podcast. Follow us on TikTok. Uh, I believe it's Big Bad Podcast official because I lost the original account. Uh, we're on X, I think it's called now. We're on that pile of crap. Uh, I believe we're on Treads as well. I haven't really set that up, but we're on all the usual socials, so follow us there. Uh, listening to the old episodes on the Big Bad E and tune in next week uh, to the Big Bad Podcast, which brings all the canine stories to you. Have a good week and give your lot, you know, give your doggies lots and lots of hugs and kisses and cuddles. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>
It's the big buck with the latest of the canines. The big buck, all the doggiest headlines. With your hosts, Dara, Millie, Roxy, and Bruno. They're the kind of dogs that you know. It's time to talk about health, nutrition, training. Talk with canine professionals, owners, and dogs. It's the big 